0: Right then, Neophytes, let us get back to what Engler Brack was saying about the Priests of Manan. And so, young Setmus, you asked about we Priests of Manan. Now, let me preface this by saying that I am atypical i am quite the scroll and bookworm you see most of my colleagues are not with some even going so far as to mock and criticise my own interest in theology and history of course these buffoons soon come to regret that i find that a bit of cutting sharp wit goes a long way and i know that what i do pleases the lord manon for he loves the telling of stories especially when they concern him. And what better way to become a good storyteller than by learning and performing stories? I'd say that I know more than any one of the other priests out there. All that said, though, there is at least one thing that my uh, my rivals, uh, sorry, (laughs) I mean uh, my fellow priests, and I do have in common. It is that we all seek our God's favour and we seek it in everything we do, every aspect of our worship and daily practice. noon, no, 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 no. Uh, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that my fellow Manonites are illiterate ignoramuses; they have at all least read eleven books. <laughs> Why eleven? Oh, because we have been gifted the eleven holy volumes of the Tales of the Albatross to guide us all. If you ever spot a priest of Manon with a book, I guarantee it will be one of these. Oh, what's in them? Noon. They include numerous tales and myths of the Sea God, as well as shanties, prayers, and the, uh, the most important volume, the Liber Manan, includes the story of Manon himself. These books also have uh, numerous strictures, things to avoid doing to avoid Manon's capricious anger. An anger so volatile that it could easily send a ship down below the waves, as easily as it sends a wave crashing against the shore. And, uh, well, much as we all love our Lord Manan, I have found that most crews try to avoid swimming with Manan for all eternity after earning his ire. So, what sort of strictures? Well, an important one has to be obey your captain at all times. Without respect to the order of things, chaos soon ensues. Another one is that it is forbidden to kill an albatross. They are the messengers of Manon and must never be harmed. Another advises us to avoid whistling whilst aboard a ship, or, worse still, within a temple. It summons forth bad luck, and at sea in particular, bad luck means death. However, for the captain, or the boat's steersman, the book recommends that you actually do whistle, uh, gently though, and only whilst sailing or steering the boat. It is said that uh, it will bring you a good headwind. Another no-no is that it is forbidden to embark on a voyage on the thirteenth day. Bad things happen where Thirteen is involved. I know not the reason, but empirical observation has led us to this conclusion. Also, never cut your nails or hair whilst at sea, or if you do, do not throw the clippings into the sea. They are unworthy offerings to Manon. They must be disposed of in port." Oh, and uh, speaking of port, another thing that will bring you bad luck is looking back to port once you set off. It has also been observed that pouring wine overboard, having a black cat on board, throwing stones at a ship or into the sea, and saying the word drowned whilst at sea are all also bad luck. On the other side of the coin... To bring yourself good luck, the Tales of the Albatross tells us to do the following. Be sure to pour wine on the deck. Throw the first fish caught each day back as an offering to Manan. Keep a ginger tomcat aboard. Hang a goat, or better still a beastman, from the mast, and be sure to place a silver coin below the mast it also says that if you toss a gold coin into the sea luck will come to you and if you fall overboard likewise a gold coin given to manan will save your life but uh, not a silver one as that will bring death unto your hammock and finally it is uh, very important that your figurehead should be a naked woman as this calms the sea although some think having a woman aboard is bad luck of course, I think that that is horns Waddle. There are too many others to list off here, and they, they also change. So we must always be on the lookout for the shifting signs of his will. Oh, really, Master Tavernkeeper? Oh, but uh, I know another example. My grandpapa told me that you should never burn the bones of a fish, for it angers Manon. Oh, really? I'd not heard that at all. But uh, when I was working in Remas, a mercenary colleague of mine insisted that you must burn the whole fish when making a sacrifice to Manan. Ach, so which is it then? Do you burn the bones, or do you not burn the bones? <laughs> Neither are correct. Both are correct. For, in truth, it does not matter. Manan does not listen, and he does not care. Anyway, let us continue. But the book does also tell us how to make penance for infringing on these strictures. There are numerous rituals to perform, as well as what you might call acts of attrition. The shedding of blood usually does the trick. A few strokes from the cat of nine tails being the most common. But sometimes, uh, well, a ducking or a hanging or even a keel hauling will be necessary. By Ulrich beard. Indeed. This is the more extreme version of the cult, though. The cutting edge, so to speak, whilst out at sea. But the land temples are no better Many demand the offering of a fish and a coin for even stepping over the threshold. In others, it is forbidden to even enter on certain days, unless you bring a certain shell filled with seawater, and of course, a coin to offer up to Manon. On yet other special days, you are not allowed to enter if anything you wear is made from a creature of the sea, you must remove the garments and offer up a coin in penance. Now, well, this is my own opinion, but in short, I feel that the accruement of money and increasing of influence on the behaviours and thinking of their followers seems to be the overriding drive of the cult, as opposed to the uh, glorification and worship of Manan. Ach, well... Not just this particular cult. Since arriving in the Old World, I've seen that way of doing things in a great many institutions, to be quite honest. Aye, it's certainly like that here in Tylea. And, uh, well, believe me, it's worse in the Empire. Especially with the power struggle currently being played out between the cult of Sigmar and Ulrich and their wannabe emperors. Anyway, let's finish up with Manan and not get sidetracked by uh, politics.